And you never know, yo, that's why we say YOLO. I could have my jersey retired in booking bad flights home from places. You know why? Because <laughs> it's the No Brains, No Headache podcast. That's why you <laughs> <laughs> This is a freestyle to top of the dome. Here we go. And I do it again, 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 again. I do it only once. Again, 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 again. I do it only once. I go down that river slow to the place I shoot like Carmelo. I'm living my life and we go hard, floating on the river in a party barge. And I see you on a sea dude. Your shirt was white and it was see-through. Please use your spray, no mosquitoes. Every time you found me, it's a free throw. Hey girl, why you calling me? I said, oh, please. We're back with a new show of No Brains, No Headache podcast. This is an NBNH media production. I'm Jordan Weichel, and I'll be your host today, alongside my wacky co-host, Matt Cleary. On episode 71, we had an interview with our guest, Sean Latham. Sean is a comedian and content creator you may know as $20 Chef, so we get to know about his culinary interests and talk about all sorts of appetizers and delicious food. We also get a few interesting stories that involve boxing and edibles, not at the same time. Huge thank you to Sean for taking the time to join the show. After our guest, we get into the segment that's wide open for any topic of discussion. We like to call it Cleary's Comments, and this week it involves our plans for a weekend trip to one of the biggest and greatest states the United States of America has to offer, as well as Mean Girls analysis telemarketers, and the crazy shows Matt has been watching lately. We finish it up with the Olympics per usual. This is our ranking game we play weekly, and we went with the Olympics of fads. It's open for interpretation, so it could be clothing, foods, dance moves, or really anything we consider a fad. If you enjoy the show, then follow us on social media for even more content at NBNH Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. There you can vote on your favorite podiums or check out the link in our bio for a Kong beer bong, a can cooler, and beer bong all in one. We are available on Spotify or Apple Podcast or wherever you listen to your favorite shows, so don't miss anything by following along. This episode is brought to you by Carter Berger, with Realty One Group Encore, here to help you with all your real estate needs in the Bismarck Mandan area. It's No Brains, No Headache podcast. Let's get it on. Okay. Let's party. Our guest this week is a comedian, a podcast host, a Comedy Central veteran, and a pretty damn good chef. Sean Latham. Sean, welcome to the show. Hey, guys. Good to be here with you guys. I appreciate the invite and, uh, you know, making it happen. Yeah, thanks for jumping on on such short notice and getting us a guest for this next episode. So we really appreciate that. Yeah, what do like you guys, Jordan what's said, going on here on the No Brains, No Headache, man? What are you guys up to? What's the deal? Honestly, it's all over the place. Started at sports, and now we're just kind of like whatever comes to mind, whatever we think is funny, we're going to throw out there. So it's... Well, listen, it's kind of hard fucking, to find her niche. You got a vinyl bl- banner. It's all downhill. It's uh, 
the most important thing about is having a podcast is having yourself a nice vinyl, vinyl banner. You know what I mean? You got two guys. You got the guy in the mouse. You got the guy in the iPad. And you're ready to fuck shit up. You know what I mean? It's a weekly thing. We got the banner. We're ready to rock and roll. We know how to do live streams. Let's get into it. We actually have two of those banners, so don't sell us short. But Whoa. thanks for Fucking noticing. Backup <laughs> banner here. What are you guys just type of personality? And I respect that. Hey, let's let's jump right into it. Um, I want to talk about twenty dollar chef. What's the idea behind the show, and uh, what would you say your specialties are? Uh, I don't know. I started like four years ago or something like that. I always like to cook. Not always, you know, in, in your thirties, you, you know, especially as a comic, you come home, you don't want to go do shit. You just want to be at home. And then I started cooking with a roommate and he loved, he was really good at it. We had a fucking great time doing it. We'd always be drinking beers, cooking, laughing, you know, the dishes aren't a big deal when you're having a good, like whatever, right? It's the least amount of your worries. Um, so, you know, I just kept doing it. And then when, when I started using Snapchat, I just kept started doing it with, with that. And it was kind of doing well. People enjoyed it. So I just kept doing it and having fun with it. And then Pat Matt, when I got working with Pat McAfee, he asked me if I would do any video content. And I said, all right, well, I'll try this. I mean, a cooking show can maybe work. I don't know. I do it on Snapchat. They like it. So then I just started trying it out. And then, um, you know, he was my, a huge influence on the first couple of years, especially that first year. He really stepped in and really helped me make it as best as I can make it. Um, I definitely say he was like the executive producer because he was on every episode filming. He was. You know what I mean? Like he always had input. We he'd jump in. It was awesome time. But overall, it's just about you know one of the bigger things with cooking is that people think they can't because they haven't. Man, you can. It's not that big of a deal. It's a mental hurdle. It's nothing more than that. I'm not making all types of different ruse and shit. I'm not sitting here doing anything. You know that you have to have a, a, a ten years of a, a five star you know restaurant experience and a culinary uh, you know. Um fucking whatever graduate graduate or whatever certificates and shit you just got to do it man and that's it you start easy and that's it and you just got to read a little bit about it and like read the recipes and follow along and it's not hard so you know when you use i got tired of just spending all my money and never having leftovers and shit that's just always like if i'm hungry i gotta leave gotta go get food i just really love you know as a kid we never ate out we only cooked so I don't know. It just kind of made sense. I, you know, now everybody has a cooking show and I was probably, and I still, there was already 50 million of them before I showed up. So <laughs> I don't know. I just, you know what? I just wanted to let show people kind of that with a little bit of money and a little bit of effort, you could actually, you know, you could actually have a little bit higher quality of food life. If you're not, if you're not out here being able to spend 15, hundred dollars every time you go hit a spot, you know? What were some of your like favorite dishes or anything that you just love making every time or what's your go to? A big I love making steak, man. You can't go wrong. It's you know, I'm a big New York strip guy. But again, meat prices are through the roof, so you know, you gotta do what you gotta do. But uh if you if me if, if you wanna cook some I I love Korean short ribs, but I love doing them non with non Korean spot. like I made my last episode was Mexican short ribs. I because I love that that cut of meat. It's so good and it's under $10 a pound so you can do actually work with it. Um you know, I love mostly most of my dish, my favorite dishes that I make are Mexican, my go-to stuff's mostly Mexican. You know, chili verde, uh, you know, kind of pork dish or I'll pass, you know, making pastor tacos. You know, just uh getting, you know, a lot of stuff on anything grill. If I could just be on the grill or a flat top, man. You know, like let me be, let me be the 
the breakfast DJ. You can somebody else hit play on the music, but I'm gonna be the guy that's important. I'm gonna be the guy on the griddle with all the action going. You know what I mean? Uh, yep. That's what I like doing. <laughs> I just like I just like having a fucking drink in my hand and just cooking food, bro. Well, exactly. Uh, what is your policy on having a couple of drinks while you're cooking? I mean, you got to have a few. It just makes it all that much better. Am I right? Yeah, of course. I mean, you got to have a cocktail. Like, what are we doing here? Now, if you don't drink, at least get a nice <laughs> non-alcoholic cocktail in your hand. You know what I mean? Whatever you're trying. I don't give a fuck if it's Kool-Aid. You know, get a nice big-ass 32-ounce glass filled with ice and some Kool-Aid in there. Nice and just make when you want, you know, that makes you go, you know, like that's the sound that you're looking for. Like, no one's yeah. ever had something they don't like and went, <sighs> like, it's never, it's never happened. <laughs> it's something that you only get maximum satisfaction. It's a sound that comes from maximum satisfaction. So as long as that's happening, then you got to have it. But I'm definitely, you know, co- drinking cocktails, having a beer, whatever. It's got to happen. Yeah, I usually like to shotgun about three or four beers before I eat. You know, get the stomach ready, yeah. nice and wide, ready to go. Yeah, I respect that move by you. That's a good move there. I didn't, you know, <laughs> and for you to look at that move as if it's a room situation of you creating more circumference for more stuff to fit yep. in there. Got to love that too. Never thought of yep, it that it's way. All, that's, um, <laughs> I wanted to know about a specific item that you made once, and that was uh, crab rangoon mozzarella sticks with fellow chef Donnie the wonton don. Yeah. Uh how did they turn out? First of all, I didn't even get to finish the video I was rewatching earlier. No, nah, it was really good. Um he's really fun. He's a great guy to hang out with, man. He's just so cool and chill and you know, he don't have a ton of recipes, but the ones he does have are fucking nice and dialed in. When he does come to the table with something, it's nice. You know what I mean? Like that yeah, guy, I, he's just a good dude. I definitely went down a rabbit hole of his videos like a while back, months ago, uh, you know, pandemic times, not doing a whole lot, and definitely kind of got introduced to you through a few videos you guys did with each other. So that's awesome. He's a great guy. Uh, Say you're sitting around watching football all day, you know, maybe you're tossing some bags. What's your ideal appetizer just to kind of munch on throughout the day? Again, that's where the short ribs could come into play because – I'll buy like, you know, let's say there's a certain amount of people in my house. I'll say, fuck it. I'll go spend a hundred bucks on short ribs, right? Or 80 bucks and get eight, 10 pounds. You know, you cook them, they cook quick. You can marinate them for a little while and you cook them. They cook quick and you chop them up and they're like, it's like an appetizer because you're getting the one bone with the meat on it. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, That's probably my favorite. And I'll cook some peppers up with it. Maybe some, uh, like I did in the episode, I'll cook up a few, um, you know, poblanos or whatever anybody wants, onion jalapeno you know just a medley and you mix it in there maybe throw in some sesame you know depending on what you if you want sesame seeds if it's on the korean side if it's the mexican side you're gonna want to put on some cilantro or you know some uh, scallions cut up give it some color give it a little bit more life um and that, that's it you know other than that appetizer wise um you know you can't go wrong with barbecue shrimp obviously you know, depending on how what size shrimp you get, how much money or what your budget is. But also, one of my favorite appetizers of all time, and I'm not saying much of this all damn day throughout the day, but, you know, you find a time when you find, like, a, at a store, you'll find um, lobster tails on sale, right? You grab as many as you can, and then you just cut them in half, right? And then you they're open. Now you got, like, these little two cups. There's lobster meat in there. So you got your little garlic butter mix, you know, and and you got your little hit it with a little bit, maybe put a little bit of uh, cumin, not cumin, fucking 
paprika or something in there, a little spice, a little chili powder, and your melted butter with your little brush and your garlic and stuff. You put them on the grill, and, you know, the, obviously one tail is two halves. So you put a bunch of those out there, you know, you spend 40, 50 bucks on them. You got a dope-ass-looking grill with maybe 10, 20 little t- half tails, long ways you cut them, you know. You're out there, you're buttering them, and they just, again, another, another op- operation that you pull off the grill, and you look like you're a fucking Gordon Ramsay because you got uh, a table full of lobster tails with, you know, you got some scallions tossed on for garnish. You got the color, the flavors there. You got a little spice. So, I mean, it depends on who you're cooking for, what you're doing, you know. Um, but overall, you got that's uh, anything bacon wrapped. Obviously, you can't go wrong with, you know what I mean? Anything bacon wrapped bacon tree wrapped. bark would hit the spot. <laughs> like if someone said, hey, are you gay? And I said, no. But if you wrap a dick in bacon and cook it, I might take a bite. Like, I'm not. <laughs> Well, I'm basic compared to you. I just like chicken wings. I don't want to speak for Matt, but he's a big nacho guy, so we're pretty basic. Wings all day, bro. Put the wings out there on that grill. Put you know, (laughs) first you want to put them on the. um, You want to have only half the grill on, so you want to char them up first out the gate. The wings, get a nice char going. Some of that, get some of that black char on there. Then you push them off over on the other side, on the non-heat side, the the indirect heat. You fucking shut it and let them just roll, bro. And uh, yeah, I can do that all day too, bro. I, and it's so easy because it's like a, it's kind of hands off after, you know, after you char them up and toss them to the side, mix some peppers in there too, bro. Whatever, get a nice tangy, sweet and sour barbecue sauce or some shit like that. Put on some more sesame seeds. Fuck it, bro. Sesame seeds on everything. You know why? Because <laughs> it's the no brains, no headache podcast. That's why you. <laughs> I also highly suggest getting a bullhorn. <laughs> it's a really good investment uh, well i want to get into <laughs> your time uh with pat mcafee where did you meet pat i met him at a show i was 10 people in the crowd and he was two of them him his brother and no it was three of them this was years ago before he met his beautiful wife but it was him his a person at the time he was dating this is like 2000, early 2016 and then his brother and i had I'd heard of him i never met him and then he came to one of my shows and i happened to just go absolutely bonkers on stage and i had a, a really fun set and he just loved it my energy and shit and so we ended up started talking and being buddies and he started booking me and and then uh we just started working together man and he was just awesome we were just bus best buddies there for a while and just fucking chilling riding harleys bro kicking it just flying around in jets to pittsburgh or myrtle beach or fucking detroit just living it up man Jump from Myrtle Beach to Detroit. Well, Myrtle Beach, I had a show, and he came out with me, and he took over one of the. I gave him one of the nights, and then um, Detroit, we flew in to watch it with our, with our homie uh, Connor Daly to watch him race at that at that that IndyCar race out there. You guys do it all. I, I yeah, mean, it was, when... it was a good time, man. That guy, that guy's an electric human being, bro. There's not many like him. I'll tell you, I've hung out with 30 million people, and I've met like three or four people in the realm of that energy group. It's like Neo from the matrix. That guy is unbelievable. He's going right to the fucking moon. <laughs> well, when you guys, when Pat kind of split from Barstool and you ended up going with Barstool, what was that conversation? Like, was it just like, Hey, I got to go do this or what, what was kind of your, uh, your, uh, mindset there? Well, it was more like him. It's like, uh, when he split off, you know, he couldn't handle everybody's, 
I was one of the higher paid guys, my salary, because my, my show got ad money, right? So the whole goal to the online, to the barstool world, well, at least what I thought at the time, no matter what the goal was, was to make a product good enough to sell ad space on. That way the company makes money. They could pay you, and they're not paying you out of their own pocket because your, your product is so good. You know, Labatt Blue buys $200,000 worth of ad, you know, marketing dollars on your, on your show for the year. Your salary's covered. You know what I mean? Like, they're not paying me. I, I, and my product made a good enough, I made a good enough product that, I, that, pe- that people came to it and threw money at it, so I ended up paying my own salary, right? I mean, I'm not directly paying myself, but I'm saying, you know, a lot of, a lot of these shows, they don't have any kind of advertising on the platform, on Barstool, so they're just getting paid from the company to be there, like if you work at fucking any other company. So that's like, you know, there's like, that's the connection of like the sports world. Like the better of the pro- product, the more money, you know, you make for the team, the more money the team gives you. And that's how it worked. And so ta- Pat, you know, I was doing really well and I was making a lot on the, on the show. And Pat was just like, I really, you know, time to fly, homie. I don't really have, I can't really keep you on. They're going to be able to pay you double. So you might as well just go do your thing, man, and get, get your bag and, and, and just try and do your best. So that's what happened. I still talk to him regularly. I mean, he's still my homie. I, I don't work with them. Like, it's all sports over there now. You know, it's all sports. It's it's either sports or you're, or he's fucking commentating SmackDown. I mean, fucking Friday Night SmackDown. So, you know, it's a different thing they got going there. I'm trying to do my own thing. I got some stuff happening. You know, I'm just, listen, I'm just same, you know, just doing the same old shit. i just trying to just hustle every day and do content, bro, and tell jokes, dude. Do anything to not do have a real job, guys. That's the whole key. Yeah. Is the polar vortex going to make a comeback? I fucking hope so. I <laughs> hope so, bro. I used to love doing that. I actually found a video that, that they made a cartoon out of that. That's like the only, that's another thing that I think that I could probably, I don't know if I've missed the window by now, but unless I went back on Pat's show as the polar vortex, but that, that was like the biggest character I've ever done in my life. Like it's not even close. Like that character to this day, like people still, it's been years and motherfuckers still want to know what the fuck's going on with Polar Vortex. As soon as it starts getting cold, here comes Polar Vortex. So we're up in North Dakota, and when you guys were in Minnesota, and it would come out when you were at uh, Cowboy Jack's doing all that yeah. recording, and the Polar Vortex would come out, I would just be rolling because it was just so relatable. Yeah, it was, dude, it was so... And honestly, I just get to talk. I, it's, I love that character because I can say whatever I want to anybody. Like, <laughs> nothing of real life it, it tra- works in that realm. Like, I could tell... I could tell Pat to fuck off. I could tell anybody to fuck off, right? Like, fuck right off. You don't fucking know. You're not the storm I am. You're a bitch with a radio show. You know what I mean? So, like, I, it was just so much fun because I didn't mean a word of any of it. I just got to spew bullshit with no, me- with no meaning, with no, like, real anything. It was just talking shit. It was just a pure shit-talking thing, and I can't get enough of it. And I, I hate that it went away. I got asked to do it, and uh, I feel like an asshole now. I should have said fucking yeah. I just didn't know if you know Barstool's gonna get mad if I did it with Pat. So I should have fucking just did it, man. I regret that. Oh yeah. my god, he asked me again. Well, the season's upon us, so I'll I'll wait, wait and see. Yeah, we'll see what happens. You never know. Never look for approval of other people. Just go do what you want to do. That's my well. Motto. If it's that, a company, no your job's regrets. on the line. It's a little different. I mean. Well, yeah, yeah, you know, but again, still, he's got to go out on a limb, see what happens. 
Uh, I, you know, the, the the whole saying hindsight's twenty twenty is a motherfucker, right? So what are you gonna do? Well, let's talk about something that you had the honor of participating in from Barstool, uh, Rough and Rowdy, the boxing event. You got to do it not only once but twice. Uh, I want to know about the second time. What ended up happening in your latest bout in Rough and Rowdy? Oh, I beat the fuck out of that kid, man, real quick. But I trained hard, bro. <laughs> like, I trained like I was going to fight fucking, you know, Ryan Garcia or Canelo. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> that's the only way you could do it. You can't, like, you can't half-ass it. Like, you have, like, in my brain, it was, like, the biggest thing of the world happening. You know, it's like the thrill in Manila. And that's the only way that I can do it is if I can't, I can't give around the clock, you know, um, commitment unless I'm that deep into it and that my mentality is that hardcore about it. Because if I think it's half-assed and I do half-assed and you're going to get half-assed results. And I had already been training for years just for fun, mostly jujitsu, but with boxing too, with Chris Lytle, who's an absolute UFC legend, and some other guys that are all beasts. And, uh, you know, so it just kind of all fell, the timing all came together, man. You know, it just all kind of worked out and, uh, my training the second time I trained hard in, in the New York. I was doing six days a week. I was doing a couple of two a days, like four days a week. And um, I was training at this gym that's no longer there because COVID butt fucked it, and I'm so upset because the gym was so good. Uh, the uh, Mendez boxing and these guys were such savages down there, and I trained so hard and I sparred so much. So I was just ready, bro. And I wasn't. I didn't know I was that ready though. I didn't know I was like offhand, you know after missing the power punch to go straight in with the next one right down the, like the, I just was happy that I, it looked so clean and flush like night, night. Cause he, cause he was out cold, like up, like arms behind the head, classic fucking <laughs> night lights out. And that made me feel good. Cause a lot of people were watching and I'll tell you, it's, it's really weighs in the back of your mind. Um, when you're, uh, when you're going to do something like that with so many people watching, like the, what ifs are really large. Like, what if this guy? Well, it sounded like he was talking out? a, yeah, he was talking a ton of shit, and then you knocked him out, and then he, he tried to fight it, you again or something. He ruined it for me, bro. He couldn't accept that he just got. Oh, I got up. You would have just gotten. <laughs> you would have gotten it worse if you were fresh. I did that to you. What thing's gonna happen when you're a fucking half in the bag, my man? I'm gonna butt fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> but um, he ruined it. I should have went back out and fought him again. But the adrenaline dump was so butt was so wild, bro. It was. I was in a fucking being pulled in a million directions at the same time. Smitty was saying, don't do it. And I just said, fuck it. I didn't do it. I should have did it. But um, it kind of ruined the end. And it gave, they acted like Marty Mush fight was worth a shit. Like I, that fucking fight was dog shit compared to my fight. <laughs> that fucking did fight. Did you was win a, anything? That was two girls. That, I won money. Okay. I mean, I got to, you know, I got my, my lady was there and she watched me do it. And I had my buddy Luke Rockhold, you know, tape me up and walk me out like. It was an incredible event, except they didn't put me last, and they put fucking Marty Mush up after me on some bitch-ass decision fight. But, you know, <laughs> what are you going to do? He's a good guy. You know, it's not his fault. <laughs> 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 Nothing like a boxing match followed up by uh, Marty Mush, and you knocking the guy out, and he's just talking way too much shit. But, no, that yeah. sounds like a great honor. Uh, sounds like fun. you trained very hard for it. I really mean, you got to. Is that your personalities where you just, if you do something, you do it 120% or is it, was that an exception? No, you got to go all the way in. I go all the way. Most of the time with comedy, I've never second guessed it. And I started no one. Um, 
you know, you got to, dude. Uh, otherwise, if you just half-ass, again, half-assing anything, you get half-ass results. It's already hard enough to get results when you're completely balls to the wall, you know, knee-deep in the shit. So to, to assume you're going to get any kind of results when you're only kind of trying, which those are the people that complain the most, right, about not getting results or those that aren't fully going balls to the wall with it. Like, they aren't fully, like, utterly 200% committed. They're the ones that are the biggest complainers why things aren't going their way. It's like, well, they're not going your way because you're not even going the full way. Like, what do you expect here? Like, I've been playing cornhole, right? And I started playing. Then I started working with the American Cornhole League. Now I throw a 1,000 bags a day almost. I'm not, I didn't do it this morning because I had some meetings on a fucking Patreon uh, stream. But I'll play. I'll get my, my work in today. Uh, you know, you got to throw for at least four hours a day. And I'm, it's definitely the results. What I like about it, the difference, is that it's the first time in a long time where I've done something where how much work you put into it actually does pay off relatively quick. You know, comedy, you can go up five nights a week, but you can't really, you can't do four hours of comedy a day just to get better if you want. It's not a choice. You get five minutes a couple times a week, and then if you're a hustler, you can get it like 10 times a week for five minutes, which is still only 50 minutes of crowd. So in the best month of your life, you can maybe get four, at the beginning, get four hours of practice. And then when you are good, there's politics, and there's this, and there's agents, and managers, and blah, fucking blah, and timing, right? And there's so many other things that get in the way. It's never just how funny you are. With Cornhole, it's, I, I, if I'm out there for fucking 10 hours a day, bro, next week on league night, I, or whenever, like, I'm telling you, you're going to see improvement. I, I won last week in my league night. Ten and, I went 10-1, and one and I fucking won the night. Um, you know, it's, I, that's my favorite part about playing cornhole right now is that you get back exactly what you put in. There's nothing else matters. It's like, okay, it's you only. It's a, just a you thing. And um, if I'm out there for four hours every day, I'm out here making big-time shots now at league night. You know what I mean? And it's because of the hard work in the mornings. So... That's what I love about where I also another thing I do, which is the cornhole thing, because I finally something I finally found something that there's not 10 other things that matter outside of how hard and or what the product, you know what I mean? Well, I want to switch gears before we have to let you go. Uh, I know I heard this story when uh, you interviewed a certain someone, but what does Gabriel Iglesias eating edibles mean to you? And could you give us a quick story? Yeah, no, he. um Someone gave him a cake, and it was a weed cake, and he didn't know. Because we used to get cakes after every show. I worked with him. I was on the tour with him for years. You know, sometimes you eat the cakes, but a lot of times, like, you, you accept the cakes to be generous because they're generous people that make, you know, a sacrifice of making a cake and, and, and I, I, you know, for you, from them, uh, bringing the, you know, transporting the cake, carrying the cake, holding the cake. So we always accept the cake. A lot of times the cakes to be given the staff of the building, whatever we're at, right? Sometimes we eat him though. Gabriel ate some of the cake, and it was a fucking weed cake. And my kid, that dude was lit. He's not really a weed guy, you know. He's not really, you know, <laughs> like once in a blue moon you'll see him puff a joint, but like, like may, you know, that's like one out of every fucking eight, five years. Maybe I saw him do it once. So he's not a weed <laughs> guy, right? And uh, he ate the weed. Even if you are a weed guy, don't mean you're a weed cake guy, because it's a whole different True. operation. It should be. It's not even. It shouldn't be called weed. It should be called a whole different drug because it's not the same as smoking weed. But uh, he was fucked. Dude, the next day he was lit the whole day. I've never <laughs> seen anybody high that long because he ate the cake and it was that fucking good. 
This kid, I've never seen fluff like that. And it was awesome. <laughs> and he uh, he tells a story to tell because he told it on our podcast. Yeah, that's kind of where I, I grabbed it from. But it was it was because that was right after we had Todd on ours. And I was just like listening to the story and the fact that this happened. And I can just see someone that eats a half of a weed cake. Yeah. I don't know how you don't end up in the hospital. <laughs> yeah, that was wild. Um, and uh, that that his story about how he, but I remember the next like he couldn't function, bro, until like five or six. Like, all, we all, they were there was I think it might be a small chatter of canceling the show. It's like he couldn't go up because he was so fucking lit. Gabriel couldn't like he's not <laughs> a guy. I'm a stoner, and I can and I it took me a long, long time of hanging out with some super stoner headliners to be able to be uncomfortable being stoned up on stage. It's not easy. It changes your you know, this is how here's how stand up is, right? It's like a each crowd, like each crowd is their own energy. And then there's a comedian, you come up and you're uh, you know, you're a rhythm, line of rhythm, like a heartbeat thing, right? You're just a flow of rhythm. Now the key to a stand up is is to figure out or hope that you jump on the same fucking you get the same rhythm going with the crowd. You know, now we're together, we're working together. You're not always, you know, it's this a lot. If you're a slow guy or this or that, and they don't get on board with you, then you're not going to have a good set. So the energy when I smoke weed is just changes completely, and I just, I can't, I don't know how to operate and do my thing to my best ability when I'm in that energy level. So, And it's not that I have low energy when I smoke weed. I've already smoked weed this morning. I'm just saying, like, in general, when people are watching and the lights are on, there's a more of a tendency to sit back as opposed to move forward. And I'm a forward guy, so I couldn't really, I don't really do it. But yeah, Fluff, he that ain't his game either, bro. He's a Fluff not really he, he'll drink Patron. If you don't drink Patron, he ain't doing shit, bro. Except maybe some ads, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sean, he, we'll he let you move. Get money, bro. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we can let you move forward with your day and we really appreciate you coming on No Brains No Headache podcast. This was awesome. Hey, thanks man. I appreciate you guys for the invite. And thanks for getting me on and keep crushing, bro. It's all about them reps, kid. Absolutely. Everybody buy a bullhorn. Thanks, Sean. (laughs) All right. Uh See you guys later, man. (laughs) Take care. No Brains, No Headache podcast episode 71 is available thanks to Carter Berger, a licensed realtor for Realty One Group Encore, serving the Bismarck-Mandan greater area. Carter is an ambitious realtor here to help you until 100% satisfaction is achieved no matter the location or price of the home. Whether it's questions during the buying or selling process or planning ahead for the future, Carter wants to make your real estate experience stress-free. There can be so many unknowns that can make you uncomfortable in a field you may be new to, such as real estate. Maybe you're willing to learn, but need the guidance of someone with a great deal of expertise. Say hello to Carter Berger at Realty One Group Encore, who will be there for you before, during, and well after the transaction. You can contact him at 701-595-2342 as he is ready to get started helping you any way he can. Once again, Call or text Carter at 701-595-2342. Carter Berger, Realty One Group Encore.
damn it, it spilled all over my computer. Welcome back to the Dugout Studio, No Brains, No Headache podcast. This is Cleary's Comments, the segment where we banter about random things. I'm joined by my co-host here, Matt Cleary. Matt, how are you? And welcome to the show. Doing great. NFL Sunday. Glad to be here. Thanks again for having me. Yep. Always a pleasure to have you on your own show. We're here recording on a Sunday afternoon. The Vikings game is live in the background, so please keep that in mind as we go through this segment that we like to call Cleary's Comments. Matt, who's getting started this week? Me or you? Let's start talking about both of us. We were watching football earlier. Let me hop in here just because I want to say Carolina Panthers 3-0. We're on a roll, and I looked at the schedule, and I don't see us losing a game until maybe week 14. So, Congratulations to you and your Panthers on your 3-0 start. God willing, the Vikings won't start 0-3 as well, but they're down 17-7 here uh, to the Seahawks. Russell's going to just have them for lunch, but let's talk about our football analysis from a fundamental standpoint this week, we're going to talk about the ridiculous football fans we've seen so far today. Matthew, feel free to jump in. But we started off with a Chiefs fan who very clearly spray-painted a cheese head red. Matt pointed that out to me. Uh, it's just a cheap way to you know get what you're going for. I mean, Why would you do that? I don't hate it. Like, if you have a cheese head and you want to just be like, all right, well, I'm a Chiefs fan, so I'm going to spray paint it. I'm sure they eat cheese in Kansas City, but it is a cop-out. Find something new. The guy from Detroit, I'm sure you're going to talk about it later. He had a different idea. And, okay, I'm done with, I know people wear jerseys of teams that aren't playing, but for God's sakes, don't do it at a rival Game and it's not like one of them are not playing. It was well, what was yeah, what when you're talking Chargers, about. Chiefs, and someone's wearing a goddamn Broncos Von Miller jersey. Well, we saw the guy wearing the Packers jersey at the Bears Browns game. We're throwing a lot of names at you guys. Try to stick with us. Wear a goddamn white T-shirt. Well, wear literally anything else besides another NFL. Team. You know what they should wear, Matt? Like you said, 2021 is the year. We bring back the foam finger. I mean, you can't go wrong with the foam finger. Double foam fingers come out with one that has a cup holder on the back or front of it. So you yep. can slide a beer in there so you don't have to take off the foam finger if you want to go double foam fingers. Yep. At that, it might just like be a liability. Yeah. It's like we should make Hulk hands slash Kong beer bongs. It's a can, can cooler. And foam finger and beer bong all in one. We, we're getting to that level where you're combining too many things, but I like it. Well, every week I want to talk about bringing something back. It's just like 2021 might be the year of bringing things back, even though literally the last 10 years, like trends and shit just comes back. Oh, watch. Foam fingers is going to blow up in the next two years. You promise? I bet. Well, maybe we should sell some. But the, my favorite fan of the day was in the Ravens-Lions game. You know, they're playing in the Motor City, and there is a guy wearing an engine block on his head. I respect it. Great move. You blew it! I disagree. It's like, 
you know, like, it's an engine block. I don't know how else to explain it. And it's just, like, he wore it on his head. Here, here's how fucking <laughs> just, stupid. There's just pistons yeah. as, a nod, as a nod to the b-ball. Here's how I'm, here's how fucking stupid I am. I thought, like, he's like, you're wearing an engine block in your head. I was like, how the hell is he carrying around an engine? I didn't know that it was a fake engine. And I like the move. I mean, it's in Detroit, so half of the town is just dilapidated. And yes, you could buy a square block of Detroit for like $12. So, yes, I do want to say congratulations to Justin Tucker on his 66-yard field goal to win the game and simultaneously set an NFL record. It also helped me cover a three-leg parlay. I am back. I hit three bets on Thursday night in the Carolina game. I hit my three-leg parlay earlier. I kind of jumped the gun on the Buffalo-Washington game. All they did was showed a, a camera angle of the flags, and it just looked really windy, and I'm like, hammer the under. I'm pretty sure the Bills themselves hit the over. Uh, so got jumped the gun on that one. It's my bad. But we got a few more parlays tonight, or this afternoon, I should say. Let's I not can, lose focus. I can talk myself into just about any bet on the littlest information possible. Like, I see flags blowing. That's the thing that I do. I'm like, yep, okay, under's going. I'm just saying at least once a year, there's a shitty weather game that, for some reason, the spread doesn't take that into consideration. I don't know why. Or maybe they do, but it's still just like... It's like there's going to be 16 points total in it, this game. It usually happens in and Buffalo like, when yeah. there's 18 inches of snow on the well, ground. Well, you know what? Or the snow games get out of hand. You never really know, but I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens. Football talk. If I'm yelling during this, it is because I'm the, we're have the Vikings game on in the background. I don't know if this is a good or a bad idea. But I Matt, think it, I, it can't. Oh, that's good catch. Oh, my oh. boy JJ across the middle. Matthew, you're the creator of Cleary's Comments. I'm going to let you have the floor as I stare at the Vikings game and just kind of nod and agree like, Fuck, look. Mary kill. Yep. Guac, salsa, queso. Okay. This is a pretty good one. I, I like this question a lot. Um, I have close ties to salsa. Makes My mother makes fantastic salsa. So I've always liked that a lot. I think I'm going to go marry the salsa just because it's tried and true. You know, it's always been there for you in in, in good and bad. Um, and then I'm going to fuck the queso because, like, queso really hits. If you you know a, what I mean? If you get a good queso at, like, yep. a Mexican restaurant, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Championship. That's how I feel about queso. Um, and, you know, I'm not saying I don't like guac, okay? I, however, I have to kill the guac in this scenario. Um, it's touchy. I would say guac is... It's 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 hard to, like, perfect almost. I think we... Whereas, like, queso is, like, hard to fuck up, I would say. We Does that make sense? Yeah, we've saturated the market with avocados, yeah. and I think it has ruined guac, because guac used to be good before avocado toast came around. Yep. And mm -hmm. I love guac on... If it's, like, a... If they give you, like, a dollop of it on top of nachos, Yeah, it's great. Really? I don't want a bowl of guac. 
I'd rather have a bowl of salsa or a bowl of queso. I'm just saying the lifespan of guac, too. It's just like starts getting brown, and it's just like, ugh. I kind of I, I like it chilled a little bit, and that's just hard to achieve at all times. Queso, you can make it in a pan on the stovetop and make it in a crock pot. You can make it in the goddamn microwave. Yeah, you, you can like, buy the Tostitos queso, heat it up, and that shit hits. So me and you don't want to get too off subject here. However, me and you have been going down TikTok rabbit holes lately, trying to master TikTok. Follow us, TikTok at NBNH Podcast. But have you seen the smoked cream cheese thingy? There's you a, know what I'm talking about? I don't think so, but there's a ton of like queso mac and cheese tiktoks that i come yeah, up with. this one is just like a smoked cream cheese that you'd basically just season on the outside and then eat it with crackers but it looks pretty delicious um and it's i think that's a cool idea don't want to get too off subject there but you start talking about salsa queso guac we're in week three of the nfl season we're at our peak of chips and dip you know what i mean and then you throw a little bit of smoked cream cheese in our tiktok rabbit holes i don't know i don't know what else you got for me matt let's keep her going oh and the vikings just oh thielen scored uh there is a flag but thielen is just a touchdown machine dude oh for sure i have a feeling he's gonna get traded this year well he could have his jersey retired with the vikings and speaking of jerseys retired because i brought it up If you could have your jersey retired, let's say you die tomorrow. And you never know. Yo, that's why we say YOLO. Anyway, I die tomorrow. What do you think you could have your jersey retired as? Like, how do you mean? Like, literally anything. It could be like, Like Jordan made great chicken wings. Jersey up in the rafters. Well, then that, yeah, that's basically it. I mean, I'm not really good at anything else besides making... Decent chicken wings on a Sunday. Afternoon. <laughs> so, all right, you nailed it. That's... So it's on on your. I shouldn't have just pulled that one out of my ass. Well, yeah, you should. Yeah. Have someone I was thinking. I was thinking more. Oh like, wait, here's a good one. Getting drunk on a Friday night. Yeah, just. Oh, why? Am... Why is there this random blank jersey up in Stadium Lodge? Well, here's a good question. What number do you go with? Because I mean, you and I aren't really athletes at the moment. What number do you go with? Three. Yeah, well, that was kind of an easy question, too. We are just we are just sending each other meatballs right now. It's like, oh, Matt's gone, so I have my jersey retired of got the drunkest at a family get-together. Yeah. That's me. Tip the canoe and ruin your brother's cell phone. Yeah. Matt, what Matt is good at is... Making sure people have electronics on them <laughs> while they're on a flotation device together and purposely capsizing said flotation device. I could have my jersey retired in booking bad flights home from places because every time it's at like 4 a.m. or something where I'm just like, okay, yeah, future Matt's problem. And then Wait. I'm that. So did the, I'm sorry to interrupt. Did the Thielen touchdown? count then hold on yep okay it must have counted i yep. saw a flag on the yep. field sorry i'm focused on that should we tell our guests our most recent flight booking adventure yeah let's do it 
Matt and I are headed down to Austin, Texas. Have you ever been to Texas? Uh, when I was two, so okay, I don't remember let's it. not count that then. Matt has never been to Texas. I went to Six Flags. <laughs> I had a lot of fun. <laughs> puked everywhere. <laughs> not because I went on a ride. I just puked yeah, up applesauce. You're two. Um, yeah, we're going down to Austin, Texas. It'll be October sixteenth. Uh, is the game day. Yeah, heading down there on the 14th. Yeah, uh, October 16th, Saturday, game day. Uh, Texas Longhorns take on Oklahoma State Cowboys. I mean, it's not like the biggest game of the week by any means, but I've never been to a big-time college football game. Have you? I've been to one. Which one was that? Was that the... Yeah, uh, uh, funny enough, it also involved Oklahoma State. So this is your second Oklahoma <laughs> State game. <laughs> yeah. I went so down. Sorry, to, we could have gotten a different game. Yeah, I went down to the uh, Fiesta Bowl down in Arizona with Oklahoma State. Brandon Whedon, Andrew Luck was there. Wow! And where were you when Andrew Luck retired? We are in Chicago. <laughs> We've been <laughs> over this several times. <laughs> yeah, but it's 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 funny because it's like my second college football game that I've been to, and they've both involved Oklahoma State. Well, hoping for a good one. I think. Texas is the better of the two. Yeah, I bought a Texas t-shirt. I'm jumping on that bandwagon. Nice. Uh, Hopefully we'll have some interviews, and then we'll post those to our Instagram and Twitter pages, so follow those as well as our TikTok, like I mentioned prior, and Facebook on top of that. All of it at NBNH Podcast, or just search No Brains, No Headache Podcast. Man, I got a good one for you. I recently watched the movie... Mean Girls. What are your thoughts? Immediate thoughts on Mean Girls as, Honestly, as a film? Actually, well, it's it's a good film, but the only thing I go to is right away at the beginning of it. She is eating her lunch in the bathroom. Yeah, what the hell is that? That is <laughs> yeah. unsanitary. That's... One one thing led to another. Lindsay Lohan went crazy, and I think it has to do with her eating a turkey sandwich on a toilet. Yeah. Well, regardless, I'm gonna let that scene slide. What a fantastic film all, all around, uh, like just even the message behind it, but and even just the iconic one-liners and some of the actors and actresses that came out of that film. Fantastic film. Lindsay Lohan, despite her eating her lunch in the goddamn toilet stall, sat in pants. <laughs> <laughs> She was hot, dude. Yeah, that that's what I don't get. Like these films where it's like, oh yeah, this girl came from Africa. She's attractive. She's gonna be popular. I, I just think it's easy to forget that. And to forget how good of a film Mean Girls is. Like I think it's a really good movie. It's uh, just yeah. hilarious. But it's I, also probably one you only want to watch every about four to five years. I like the uh the, and that the, makes the, it the principle of it, the guy that's in uh yeah grown-ups yep where he comes in he's like yeah it's like when uh my sister named her kid anthony instead of anthony it still makes me mad tim meadows principal duvall well there's another cast member in there that is awesome let's not forget that her dad is the janitor from scrubs Oh, shit. Yeah, Matt. Didn't put that together. Not your big Scrubs guy. Apparently not. While he was in uh, The Fugitive. Okay. And the other Mean Girls quote I just came in 
came into me old melon. My second favorite <laughs> Mean Girls quote. <laughs> when they're having like an auditorium thing and they're talking and it's the all the girls in the school and the one gay guy. And he's yeah. like, she doesn't even go here. <laughs> Shout out Anne. She like brought that up on our last road trip and I lost my mind. Damien, he's a classic character. And that's what I'm saying. He's just iconic. I personally thought, though, Gretchen Wiener's uh, daughter of the toaster, to- toaster strudel inventor, right? Or was it Pop-Tarts? Is she the blonde one or the brunette one? The brunette one. I thought she was the most attractive and oh, mentally sane of the original plastics. Yep. I mean, that's just that's a no-brainer right there. Gretchen Wiener's not crazy Regina George. Rich, however crazy. And her Lindy mom. Lohan from Africa. <laughs> like, well, if you think, if you dissect what this like movie and this plot and everything is just like, <laughs> it doesn't happen. If you come back from Africa, you're probably homeschooled or weird as shit or ugly. So, or when they keep comparing everything to the wild in Africa and that chick just gets tackled into the fountain at the mall. <laughs> what the fuck was that? Gator don't play no shit. You hit, you feel me? Gator never been about that. Never, never been about playing no shit. I want to keep it on the, the kind of simulation we're going through here. So the Matrix is coming out with a new movie, and the whole premise of it is that we are living in a simulation. And I had one of those moments where it's like a deja vu or something like that. But I was driving home from work and shout out the guys at Beer League Official. I was listening to their podcast on my way home. And uh, Joe, the host of it, was saying... Yeah, your girlfriend's kind of like a man, and it wasn't like saying that she's a dude, but as I looked over, I saw this guy walking on the sidewalk, and his had his last name on his sweatshirt was Man, M-A-N-N, like literally uh, as it happened, and I was just like, yep, I'm in a simulation right now. Where do you get your weed from? Dude, this is just my mind. <laughs> I am Forget that, it, Donnie, you're out of your element. I am that fucked up. <laughs> no, I agree. That's definitely one of those weird moments when you kind of sit there and realize, like, that's odd timing. Like, what are the chances of that happening in that time? You could have gotten a red light right before that. That guy could have taken a different turn somewhere, worn a different shirt. You could have listened to anything else. But no, the stars aligned. Man equals man. Not in the show Survivor. Not going to get into that, but... Uh, I'm going to watch it, then we're going to talk about it next week. Sounds good. I found a telemarketer that actually got me. Really? I, I'm i always so... Like, I do not want to answer my phone if it is not a good-looking number. And see, that's the thing that kind of got me, because I have... Being a golf coach of a top three junior high golf team in, in the, the city. city. I answer my phone because a lot of time it's parents saying like, oh, Gerald left his putter at practice yesterday. Like, I'm supposed to have it. Like, I don't fucking have his putter. <laughs> yeah, you're just hoarding a yeah. collection of putters. Oh, yeah, you know what? I definitely have that putter. But, so I get a call and it wasn't one of those ones that like, waits like three seconds and then it's like hello i'm abdul and uh how is your insurance running and i'm like okay hang up i I appreciate that first line from abdul 
How is your insurance running? <laughs> but it was like, I think it was actually, I don't know if it was, it was still telemarketer, but it was like, hey, this is Geraldine with so-and-so insurance that I was like, I definitely have that insurance. She's like, do you have two minutes? And she was very old by her voice. <laughs> the, so, the voice was very old. So I was like, she could have been in a nursing home. And I was like, I can't hang up. I can't do it. And then I, so I sat there through six questions about how my insurance was. And I'm just saying, why do telemarketers not use old people in nursing homes to make their calls for them? Yeah. Or act like they're Girl Scouts selling cookies over the phone. Cause that would suck me right in. Oh, I would, my credit card would get stolen at least 50 times a year if that were the case. How is your credit card in Chicago doing, by the way? I haven't canceled it yet. You haven't? <laughs> no. Jeez, Matt, Dude. that is irresponsible. Uh, wow. Wow. I'm just kind of seeing where it goes, but I'm definitely going to cancel it tomorrow. So if you're in Chicago. Why wait till tomorrow? Why not do it right now? Uh, the number. Uh, we're watching the Vikings live. Why don't you cancel your credit card live? The number it's is just floating around Chicago. I, I'm pretty sure it's at this bar, and they said that they would only use it in the cases of emergency, so... Just a whole bunch of homeless people are using your credit card. What do you call that? Nafshack. <laughs> the soup kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the F-shack, Dirty Mike and the boys. Well, I don't have any music suggestions this week as, ooh, the Seattle kicker missed a 44-yard field goal, 17-14. Vikes are still in it. I took the over in this game. Over, I can't remember. So that's great, but looking good so far. Hopefully the Vikings can drive down, score some points before halftime so I'm not sad for the third week in a row. Anyway, I don't have any music suggestions this week, as I try to every once in a while, mainly because I've just been listening to Colton Jesse since he came on, and uh, Parker McCollum, very similar artist. But I'm going to share something ridiculous involving a classic song by Don McLean. Uh, for a long time, I thought in the song American Pie, it was drinking whiskey and wine, and it is not. It is whiskey and rye, which actually makes sense. Very embarrassing on my part. It was one of those. This was this happened like a while back, probably like years ago. But just crazy for the longest time. You think a song lyric is one thing, and then it's just a real, you know, got to really look at yourself in the mirror for a while. Of, wow, I thought this was the wrong lyrics. For a majority of my lifetime. <laughs> I actually even knew that. But it's funny because I did tell you that I thought like a depth chart yeah. in the NFL was a death chart until about the seventh grade. Yeah, well, that's also the second week in a row that American Pie has been mentioned in Cleary's comments. I thought you were going to talk about the the movie. American oh, well, Pie. It, I guess, excuse me, that was mentioned last week in olympics when i was talking about uh, what's my age again because blink 182 does all the soundtrack for like american pie or at least american pie one so i was saying all the nostalgia yada 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 whatever listen to it episode 70 you know where to find it matt final theories comment i'm saving it for you well i, I kind of want some input on this have have you been watching anything new lately 
Well, Survivor just fired up, and then as I was telling you before we started recording, there's a show called Tough as Nails. Uh, I kind of crushed it since it's on its like third season, go, going on season three. But I don't know what it's about. Like, can you hit me it's, with it? It's basically like a contest show, kind of similar to Survivor, but where they just do a bunch of competitions. But it's just based off of like manual labor jobs. So they bring in like blue collar workers from all over, like you know, like truck drivers, you know, construction workers. Um, all sorts of like blue collar jobs like that, and then they just do somewhat related contests of like, for example, they have to do like uh, like lay bricks, and then they get judged on like how straight they are and everything like that, or they just have to like do very physical challenges. Uh, but yeah, it's called Tough as Nails. It's on CBS, and I think it's on Wednesday, like right before Survivor. <laughs> so I think yeah, a, I think so I'm Jordan's going, Wednesdays yeah, are tied I'm, up. I'm for turning into just an old person where it's like, hey, you want to hang out on Wednesday? No! <laughs> I can't. I got to be a telemarketer, on. and then I'm going to watch these shows. Yeah, basically. But no, I haven't really been watching anything new lately. I kind of want to get back into Yellowstone before that fires up. But Oh, my God. Yeah, you need to watch season yeah, three. I know, I know. So I have been watching C on Apple TV. Okay. And is it a Spanish show meaning yes? That would, uh, no, it wouldn't be better, but it's S-E-E <laughs> with Jason Momoa. And the premise of it is it's like 500 years in the future and everyone in the world can't see. 2520. Yeah, everyone's blind. Okay. Is this uh, Bird Box? It's, it's basically Bird Box. They the walk future. around with sticks and they're always feeling in front of them. <laughs> and a lot of blindness. Yeah, there's a couple people that can see. I don't want to like spoil it for anyone, but I just watched the last episode. I went through it in like a week. Great. I just got to the last episode before there's a new episode next week. And it ended with, I'm not going to say which characters or anything. But an aunt jerked off her nephew. Wow. I did not see that one coming. I didn't either. It just... Then there's 50 feet of crap. And then there's us. Why? What the hell is going on? (laughs) Yeah, it's... I was just like, I don't know what's going to happen in the next episode. It's gotten very weird. Wow. Wow. And, yeah, I'm... I don't even know if I'm excited or just kind of like I need to watch it at this point. I'm getting a little out of hand on these sound clips, but it's like, you, you know, I love a good hand job, but my goodness. Got that, Monix? Nope. Great. It's time for the Olympics this week of episode 71. This is the ranking game we play every week on our show. And this week we are going with the Olympics of fads. I'm going to start off by reading the Google definition of fad just to clear up the confusion before time. Fad is a noun, an intense and widely shared enthusiasm for something, especially one that is short-lived and without basis in the object's qualities. A craze. Fuck that. This is open for interpretation. You can do whatever you want. The Olympics of fads, how it works. We picked the topic already. It's fads. Matt and I are going to go back and forth in descending order, picking our favorites, starting with gold onto silver, bronze, lost in the medal round. 
After this, you'll be able to vote on these podiums. Rules state we can't have the same picks. Rules also state the loser from the prior week must go first, actually. However, recording a little bit ahead of time, Matt and I like to we like to plan ahead. Uh, so we did a random draw, and I get to go first. Um, I, it was one that I very clearly could have cheated on, too. Yeah, I, I didn't really trust the pick of one or two, and then I picked two, and that was it. And Matt could have just rigged that any way he wanted. It was not you know, very vetted at all, similar to the way we vote in this country. Let's get right into the Olympics of fad, shall we? Uh, my first pick, and I'm going to go with it. If you do hear the other host getting upset after a pick, that means we must have stolen from their power list. We usually put about four or five together. How many do you have this week? I mean, I have a shitload, but like how yeah, many? I have like I have like nine. Yeah, I have I have four ready to go. Like with descriptions of why I picked it. If not, I'm gonna wing it and fuck it. Let's do it. Gold medal round, the Olympics of fads. Let's do this. I'm gonna go with my gold pick. It is Healy's. Matt has a disgruntled look on his face. The reason I pick Healy's is nothing says save some pussy for the rest of us like a nice pair of Healy's. And talk about efficiency from getting from A to B. Thoughts on Healy's, Matt? I own a pair still. That was my first pick. You're going to hate this. I honestly don't think I ever owned a pair of Healy's. I just think they're fucking badass. I tried them one time. I'm terrible at balance. I'm terrible at things involving wheels. Like skateboarding, terrible. I I never had one until I could afford them. I went to B-dubs on Sunday for the old Vikings heartbreaker against the Cardinals this last Sunday. Thanks for bringing it up. Walking up to the door and some dude's walking into the parking lot. Next thing you know, he just zips right up to the door. He's rocking Heelys. And I was like, that's awesome. Gold medal pick, Matt, you're going to have to adjust here. I just stole one from you. Okay, I'm going to go with my gold medal of uh, fads of planking. Okay. Planking is one of those things that made little to no sense when we did it. It would make more sense now since phones are more... Uh, prominent. Prominent, good word. And... Uh, but no, we, we did it. We plank on random things. Uh, the Office has a great clip about it when Reed's laying on the floor and Andy's like, Creed, you can't do that. I don't know if you're dead or not. <laughs> <laughs> I like the seeing people planking. Uh, the one I liked the most was the people who got on top of like the fast food signs, you know, the big pole outside, and then they have the little sign with text on it. People would literally be on top of that just planking. It's like, how did you get there, A, and B, how do you plan on getting down? I love planking. Uh, just the more interesting places you can do it, the better. Uh, it came on my radar, wasn't on my power list, Matt, but I do respect the pick. Gold medal round of Olympics of fads, looking good. Let's move right on to the next one. And I have, I feel like there's a steal coming up. I just real quick, real quick. Do you you ever thought about doing a snake style in this game? I thought of that as an evolution of the game where you would have two picks in a row. No, because I think if you won the week before, 
you go second to give the other person that advantage. Well, you may want to consider snake picks after I go with my silver selection, which is face. Or, excuse me, MySpace. I always said Facebook. MySpace. My book. <laughs> my book. Uh, top friends were one of a kind and definitely something you'll never see again. Uh, people these days would not be able to handle the top friends list on MySpace. Not Facebook. MySpace. So what third eye blind song did you have on your page? See, and that that was it too. Like it really got you. Like, oh, well, maybe it's bad now just because we live in a terrible world these days. But you were hucking out a lot of personal information. I mean, it wasn't like your social security number, but you were saying you were, you were listing off like all of your favorite movies, all of your favorite music, listing your top friends. Like you were like. Basically, just anything you enjoyed or disliked, they would ask you about it, and that was your profile. Plus your top friends. Let's not forget about the top friends list. Nothing beat the top friends list and the customized song that would play when you would go to that person's page. Okay, on the count of three, I want us to both say where we would rate each other on top friends list. Are you ready for it? One, two, three. Not 17. Oh. How, 17? I, what? You, it's I'm only not even top, ranked. It's top eight. You said I wasn't even ranked. Yeah, well, you could be nine. It's top eight. Is it top eight? Yeah. I thought for a while there you could just select however many top I think you probably you could. I only ever had eight. I wasn't really good at a, the old whole thing. I, you could have a cool background or you could have a hamster on your page that people yep. could feed. Yep, I love that. I mean, MySpace was the true pioneer of social media, and considering where we're at today with social media, I think that MySpace deserves some credit. I, I remember even having uh, top friends on my list that I've never even met, you know, just like, or like a, like a famous person, perhaps. You can be like, they're my top friend. You're like, you, you've never met Brad Pitt ever in your life. That's a fact. Or it's like someone you hang out with once, and it's a girl in like yes, the sixth grade. That's and you're exactly like, yep, what I was she's referring eight, to. She's eight now. That was exactly what I was referring to. Um, hey, as James Taylor says in that really depressing movie with Adam Sandler and Seth Rogen. And I botched it at the beginning. I almost said Facebook, but my silver pick of Olympics of fads, MySpace. I'm going to stay on the technology. Nice. And I'm going to go with LimeWire. Ooh, really nice. I like that. <laughs> so LimeWire was out when I was in between, I think, 6 and 10 years old. You'd steal every single song from there. But yeah. I, what, I, what I didn't know about LimeWire at the time was it was very bad for your computer, and people would download porn on it and just cripple the family internet. <laughs> You have the what's that like? You have the IT guy over, and he's just listing off just sketchy things <laughs> that have been downloaded or searched on the internet. Nothing like a little bit of dial-up. You remember those days? Just the dial-up internet. I'm trying to download porn. <laughs> on yeah. uh, there's one I can't remember the comedian that does it, but he's saying something along the lines of he's like, "Yeah, so before I left for school, I'd start downloading some sort of cinephile and." Uh, I would come back from school and it'd be about half done. <laughs> just a whole, you have to take a whole 24 hours just to get that picture. Even just terrible quality, I'm sure. 
LimeWire is a solid pick, Matt. I saw, uh, you know, jogging the memory, doing some research for this. I never used it. Uh, Napster? Was that a No, thing? yeah, I never used it. The only thing I really recognize Napster from is the Italian job. When the guy claims he invented it and that his college roommate stole it because, and he called it Napster because he was taking a nap. Wow, that is ridiculous. Silver round, incompletion. We have some solid picks so far. Olympics of fads. What did you like? What would your podium look like? You, the listener, sitting at home, at work, driving right now. What would your podium look like? Tell us on our Instagram and Twitter pages, at NBNH Podcast. We're going to throw the graphic up there. We're going to let you vote on these, but we want to hear back from you. What would you have on your podium of Olympics of fads onto the bronze round? Matt, I'm going to go with... Uh, wrestling or professional wrestling. Uh, this took, I, I mean, would you, why did you, you look at me funny when I said professional or professional wrestling? What do you want it to say on the graph? I would just say wrestling, but like and then have wrestling like, have is like a the, high school sport. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> like the attitude era, like early rock, like the, like the wrestling that took over the entertainment wave starting in the eighties. And it's not as popular now, uh, but the fact is, it's still around today, and we will always have iconic names and trademarks and wrestling moves. Brothers, brother, brothers, brother, 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 brother. Cream will rise to the top. Oh yeah! Who's your favorite wrestler? Would you say? You have to remember, like I would probably say Rey Mysterio. Okay, just because he always did flippies. Big Macho Man guy, myself. I mean, call me basic if you want, but gotta love the Macho Man. I remember watching in college uh, on the old USA Network, they would have like Monday Night Raw or whatever the hell you want to call it. Um, There's the, I, I think his name is Yes, or Yes Guy, or Yes Man. He just goes and stands up in the corner of the rink and puts his two fingers up in the air and the crowd goes, Yes! Yes! Yes, I remember watching this one day in college, probably under the influence, and just thinking it was the funniest thing ever. This guy just had the crowd by his fingertips. So I'd go with Yes Man or Macho Man as my favorite wrestlers. I was going to make some sort of Monday Night Raw joke, but I couldn't think of one. Monday Night Raw, dog. (laughs) All right, my bronze medal. I'm going to go with Live Strong Bracelets. Beautiful, uh, came across the radar, couldn't pull the trigger on him. I chuckled a little bit, though, when, you know, strolling through some fads of, of the past and you come across Livestrong bracelets. Oh, God. So this is, <laughs> I, I had a couple. I love how it just, how it flamed out is the best. It's like, I recovered from cancer. I'm winning all these Tour de France. No, fuck you, Lance Armstrong. You're the worst goddamn human on the planet. Yeah, he was lifted up and torn down just as fast, if not faster. So I was in Chicago when I was like a freshman in high school, and I went to the Nike store there. Okay. And I bought this yellow t-shirt that said Live Strong on it, and the matching shorts. Yellow shirt and shorts. Uh, It was black shorts with like a yellow trim. And what did I do? I wore it to the first wrestling practice next week, and I walk in, and the senior on the team just goes, Sup, Lance? 
And I <laughs> threw both those items of clothing away. Did you get called Lance for a while after that? Uh, about 10 days, yeah. Well, at least they didn't call you like testicle or something like that. I don't know. I think that he was still wasn't canceled yet. Pre-canceled. Yeah. But not the pre-cancel that you have performed. You've pre-canceled yourself. Oh, God. Did you not pre-cancel yourself? Yeah, I'm just trying to think of nope, anything. No, that's, that's, uh, I'm lost again. Yeah, Matt has lost his spot in the podcast. Nothing new here. We've gone through gold, silver, bronze, medal. Now we're on to lost in the medal round, Olympics of fads. I'm going to go with jorts. Also known as jean shorts, uh, these bad boys have had several waves of fadness, I call it, to them. Um, I think that now they're here to stay. Like the fad's back, but it's not going anywhere. It helps when it's summertime, where you'll definitely see people wearing them around uh, camping or definitely at a music festival. <laughs> that one guy or, at Country Fest. What one guy? Where the jorts that were cut so short. Yeah, you were definitely seeing something hanging down. That's why they call it a hang down. I don't know. Maybe you wear them to the ball game. I don't care. It's a power move wearing jorts, and I respect that. And the best part it's for both males and females with the Daisy Dukes as well. Uh, that's what they call them, the old Daisy Dukes. Wins all around for jorts. My lost in the metal round pick. Great pick. Thank you. What is your opinion on the Walmart pre-made jorts? No, I don't. Well, the, if, if the jorts are actually like hemmed at the bottom, not just like clearly cut with the scissors 15 minutes before it slapped them on, that's you got to tuck in your shirt with a belt and wear high white socks you if gotta, you're going to do those ones. You got to embrace the weirdness. But if, if you're taking just you know, an old pair of jeans that just does not fit anymore, or you just stained or whatever, they ripped, whatever, you know, convert them into jorts, it really opens up the wardrobe. I mean, so many more things can go with shorter cutoff jorts than hemmed walmart jorts is my opinion and stance on that okay respect it yep i'm gonna hop into my lost in the metal round and i'm gonna go with a big one in my childhood prank phone calls Ooh, matt that is a really good pick i didn't even think of that That's thanks really a lot good. caller id yeah that ruined everything well there was so there was the the special moment where you could call any random number with your same uh, dial, 701-222, four random numbers. Yep. And the poor sucker that picked up on the other end, I would have something listed. Like, I would find, grab, like, a butcher or some store, and I'd be like, but I'd be clearly a second grader calling. I'd be like, hey, this is Greg with Butcher Block Meats. <laughs> oh, God. I have 75 pounds of hamburger I'm going to drop off. And they'd be like, who is this? Is your refrigerator running? <coughs> I don't know. A, ti- a timeless classic. I don't know. Um, and so caller ID was invented. And what did we do? There was a back door into it where you do star six, seven, but you'd show up as restricted. And then yep. people stopped answering that. Thanks a lot. Telemarketers. It's, we have a lot of people to blame, but I really like the prank phone call pick there, Matt. Uh, Really solid all around. 
it opens up my you know ideas to so many more that I th- I thought of. Should we get into honorable mentions? I mean, we have a whole list here. First yeah. one you said prank phone calls. I thought ding dong ditch. That was also on my list. Was it? It made your list. I like the I like the that it's not a clothing item or a toy or something. It's literally like an act of entertainment. If you if you know. You gotta have a good podium, nice and rounded, nice and diverse, and that's what you have there. Um, I have avocado toast. I think it's still around, but like, I don't ever remember as a kid ever eating avocados or like guac for that matter. And now, avocados everywhere. And I, I don't hate avocado toast. I no, just, it's, it's good. not worth the effort, and it's, it's it's average. I would rather have an egg sandwich. Yeah. Another one I had was parkour. Nice. Very nice. It's just so try hard. <laughs> I mean, parkour. <laughs> Cush balls. You know what I'm talking yep. about? Those are sweet. Uh, also, Rubik's Cube. Yep. I every About every two years, I get drunk, <laughs> order a Rubik's Cube on Amazon, spend about... 40 minutes trying to YouTube videos on how to teach me how to solve this. I'm like, that'd be such a cool skill to have. And then I give up, lose said Rubik's Cube, and repeat the cycle about two years later. Find it two years later and do it all over again. No, I don't find it. You buy a new one. I buy a new one. How many Rubik's Cubes have you purchased in your life? Three. Wow. At least I think I have one in the studio somewhere. Those were actually, you know, way before our time. They came out like. 70s 80s yeah that like guy that. that uh will smith solved one in the back of that taxi yeah that's definitely exactly how it happened uh did i say bucket hats i don't think i did bucket hats i don't know it's kind of back so that's why i didn't have it on my list i think bucket hats are cool and i think like the original wave because now the thing about like fashion now and, and trends and fads is like well, it's just like TV shows now. Let's just bring back the old ones. Like, let's just fire up an old TV show. Let's just fire up an old fad. Like, I feel like all fads from 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, even early 2000s, all of them are alive and well in our society today. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm just saying all fads are are back, kind of. Other ones I had, the original Boppet, not the one that has five. I'm talking the one that has three beanie babies yes i think everyone had about four thousand beanie babies and then there were some that my mom had hidden away that didn't have the tags taken off of them because they were going to be worth so much money turns out everyone had the same idea and they're worth absolutely fucking nothing now just like the stack of playboys in my closet push pops was the last honorable mention of like you know what the can't you know the, the candy yep. sticky as hell but really good and the last one I had was vaping. Oh, nice. Once again, alive and well in modern society. Don't forget to vote on these podiums. Uh, you can figure out which one you like more and vote on it on our Instagram, Twitter pages, at NBNH Podcast. And would you just comment what would be on your podium for once? Would it really hurt you that much? Tell us what you like, because we care about you. That's our show this week, so thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed it. And thank you once again to Sean for joining us as guest. Had a wonderful discussion with him. 
Looking forward to next week. Uh, we will have a guest, but we're not quite sure who yet as we're working through some scheduling. So we will have a guest, but just stay tuned to hear more on that. And we will still keep doing Olympics. However, it's a new month, so Matt and I need to sit down and figure out what we want to do for Olympics. If you want to follow us on social media at NBNH Podcast and DM us a few topic ideas, that would be greatly appreciated. As always, make sure you're following along. And whenever you feel like it, please leave us a review. We'd really appreciate that, and we'll read it on air. Keep. Keep hop. Keep pop anonymous. Damn you! You get hit the easy ones! <laughs>